Men, thanks for listening to our 920 Man Challenge podcast. These are Bible teachings that are meant to be discussed alongside other men in community at our Blankenbaker Man Challenge gathering, where we prioritize developing a competent and confident understanding of who Jesus is and authentic and intentional male relationships. We hope this teaching of God's Word grows your relationship with the Lord, and we urge you to unpack it in your relationship with others. Enjoy! Fellows, welcome back to Man Challenge. This is week six of our fall semester, but week one of uh, our, our time in John 16. It was a joy, legitimately a joy, to see a lot of you guys last week uh, in, in the sanctuary at campus as Ronnie and um, Kyle broke down the end of John 15. Um, but today, I'm, I'm here with Tony Weeder and Chris Burke. Uh, you all are familiar with Burke at this point, I would hope. Tony, new to this stage, but is on staff here okay. at Southeast Christian Church. Um, Tony, quickly, what do you do? Uh, I'm in missions dealing with Islam. Okay. So Tony's got a cool accent. He's from Liberia. He is legitimately <laughs> probably the smartest person that I consistently interact with. So I'm excited yes. to look at Welcome. God's word Welcome. alongside Welcome. him. Yeah. Um, but today we're looking at John 16, Burke. Um, well, you start off by reading scripture for us, but why don't yep. you start back in, in 1526 so we've got a little bit of the context. Okay. Uh, John 15, starting in, in verse 26. When the counselor comes, whom I, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. All this I have told you so that you will not go astray. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, a time is coming when anyone who kills you will think he is offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this so that when the time comes, you will remember that I warned you. I did not tell you this at first because I was with you. Now I am going to him who sent me, yet none of you asks me, where are you going? Because I have said these things, you are filled with grief. But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Okay. Why don't you pray for us real quick? Okay. Father God, um, we just pause and uh, ask you to reveal your word to us, God. Give us a, a, a more clear vision of who you are uh, and what you've called us to in this world, God, how much you love us. Um, and the, the beautiful gift of grace that, that we have only through you. So, God, I just pray that you would uh, speak to us, Spirit, that you would move in us, um, that our hearts would, would reflect yours, that our lives would, would bear good fruit that lasts, and, uh, God, that it would be all for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, so, so last week, Kyle and, and Ronnie did a great job of talking about... Um, what it means to be lights in a dark world and talked a little bit about the unity of the father and the son. And we see those themes continue here through 16 verse four. Um, and Jesus says in that, that he's gonna send the advocate, the Holy Spirit, who is who's the person we're gonna spend a lot of our time talking about today. But jump down with me uh, to verse five, which says, but now I'm going to him who sent me. None of you asks me, where are you going? So Tony, let's start there. Okay. Uh, Jesus says, but now, in light of all this, hard things are coming, but now I am going, but none of you asks me, where am I going? So where is Jesus going? <laughs> Why does he challenge their lack of asking him that question? 
It's almost lack of sympathy, empathy for the Messiah. They are all concerned and, you know, consumed by their own worries. Mm. He's leaving, and once he's gone, what will happen to them? Uh, uh, Chris just read beautifully in ch uh, chapter 16 uh, when he said, uh, oh, and by the way, they will, I'm telling you this so you will know when, like, like you just said, when the trouble comes. But he also wants for them to know that they will be excluded mm -hmm. from the synagogue. And for most men, especially Westerners, it's hard for you to wrap your mind around that, that you will be excluded. Mm. You see, in Africa, they say, well, we are, therefore I am. So to be excluded from the synagogue meant that from the culture, from the history, is almost like they're revoking your American passport. So where we're individual as Americans, no. you're saying in that context it was familial, yeah. it yeah. was group. Your identity yeah. was yeah. a part it, of the group. It wasn't. And in fact, John 9, uh, the blind man, they said, oh, the parents said this, so they would not be excommunicated mm. from the synagogue ask him he's of age hmm. and he will talk to you and this is where now so they are so consumed this is a god he has convinced them that there's more than you know he's god the spirit is god and the father is god and as jew he's removing them for the first time you know the father the son and the spirit and they are trying to wrap their mind around that yeah. and now you're not even asking where I'm going. So you're, you're saying they're kind of <laughs> looking at him, yeah. kind of like when when Dad goes on a business trip. Yeah, yeah. Dad, where are you going? Yeah. It's not. I'm not concerned about where you're going. Yeah, yeah. It's why are you leaving? Me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's me, me, yeah. me. Yeah, mm. exactly. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And thinking too that uh, over the last several chapters, yeah. almost any time that Jesus isn't speaking, yeah. it's a disciple asking a question. Yeah. If you have a red letter Bible, which is a Bible that, you know, shows Jesus' yeah. words in red, you can see starting in Jesus 14, <laughs> how can we know the way? Yep. Where are you going? Like, yep. There's just question, question, yeah. question. And yeah. Jesus, Burke, says to them, you're not asking this right question, mm. yeah. which can be a little bit confusing. Yeah. Uh, unpack that for us some. Well, I just find it fascinating. I think the, uh, you know, I've said this in prior weeks, like Jesus is the most fascinating figure in the history of the world for, for many of reasons. He's, he's really the center of the world. Our calendar revolves around him, right? Our, our holidays, our, our most famous holidays revolve around him, at least in, in America. And when you dive into his character, one of the most fascinating things about him is how he often answers questions with questions. <laughs> and here he is promoting that kind of critical thinking from his disciples. Like, why aren't you asking me the right questions? Like, you guys are obviously on edge by all these things I'm revealing to you. I think the disciples are clearly like, Hold on, dude. This dude's starting to speak a little differently than he's been speaking. I'm, he just washed our feet. Like, he's talking about some things that uh, the world's going to hate us. Like, they're they starting to get real fearful. And Jesus is asking them, why aren't you asking me the right questions? We see these uh, examples of Jesus throughout Scripture where they come to him and ask him about taxes. And he says, well, who's, whose picture's on the coin? Caesar's. Well, give it to Caesar then, you know. Uh, he, he says to the disciples, like, who do they say that I am? Who do the people say that I am? He, he's, when they, when they come to him with the adulterous woman, like it's not necessarily a question, but it kind of is like, hey, whoever hadn't sinned out there, you, you guys throw the first stone. You know, he's constantly, and oftentimes we see what happens. People walk away 
And sometimes the scripture tells us they dare not to ask him any more questions. Like, wow, this dude's at a whole nother level, right? And so for me, I, 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 look, I look at Jesus and I say, this model is, is very relevant to us as men. Like I, I, my challenge for us as men, are we asking the right questions? Uh, and, and I would argue that the one that I just quoted a second ago, like, who do people say that I am? To me, there is no more important question that we need to ask of ourselves, that we need to ask of those people around us, our children. Like, who do you say Jesus is? Hmm. Who is he? And where does that fit in your priority list? Like, and, and your definition of who Jesus is ultimately will define how you flow from that, right? Like and your I'm, priorities, your, uh, uh, the things you value, how you spend your time, your money, uh, the things you don't do, like asking those critical questions is, is to me is one of the biggest examples that Jesus provides for us. That, that's something I think that's very profound and we should move on, but I want to say it's, it's so many of us arrive at the Bible with questions in mind and expect God to show up with our answers. Um, Mason, quickly. Yeah. Um, Anytime, men, you go to the Bible with your theology, you will find it. <laughs> I don't need to say anything else. <laughs> well said. Yeah, because uh, am I letting Scripture read me? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really the reality yeah. of a relationship with God. Am I showing up saying, tell me X, Y, and Z, or yeah. am I saying, who are you, yeah. and who am I in light of that? Yeah. Let's keep chugging. Verse 6 uh, but, Jesus goes on, because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. And we don't need to spend a lot of time here, but mm. I, I love this about Jesus. He's looking at a group of men who come to him and ask him questions like, who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Mm -hmm. And he says, in light of your self-care, your mm. self-concern, your self-prioritization, uh, I still care about you. He sees their sorrow. The God of the universe says, you're going to be sad. Nevertheless... I tell you the truth. It is to yeah. your advantage mm. that I go away. Mm. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And this is, um, this can be a little bit confusing because I think it almost looks like abandonment. Yeah. He, Jesus looks at his disciples and says, um, I see that you're sad. Peace. Mm. I'm gone. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. But what's, what's wonderful about this, and if we catch it is, especially as we read this in the context of John, is Jesus is, is loving the disciples uniquely and us by going away because he's sending his spirit. Quick little Bible quiz time for us. When Jesus is baptized, God says one thing and he does one thing. Burke, what does God say? Uh, you are my son with whom I am well pleased. Yes, whom I love and with whom I'm well pleased. Mm -hmm. And what does he do, Tony? Who now? What does God do to the son? What does he, what I say? Who's he glorify? Yeah, yeah. He's, and he sends his spirit. Mm -hmm. yeah. The dove comes yeah. down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when we studied a couple of weeks ago, John 15, 9, Jesus says, I have loved you as the father has loved me. Mm -hmm. We look to the father. How did he love the son? He says, I love you. Here's my spirit. Mm -hmm. And so this is really an expression of Jesus's love for us Amen. is sending the spirit, him going away and sending the spirit, which can be, from my perspective, very confusing. Because if I'm the disciples, I'm like, what? Things seem to be going pretty well. <laughs> I'm not sure why you would need to depart. So I'll ask both of you in light of that. Jesus is saying, I love you and therefore I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. How is it for our good, or some translations say to our advantage, 
that Jesus go away and send the Spirit? Please. <laughs> okay. Please. Well, um, first of all, the background I'm coming from, it, as, as you know, they call it the global south, meaning Africa, Asia, and Latin America, uh, where theology, where Christianity is moving, tilting, the church is literally tilting south mm -hmm. towards uh, Asia and Africa. And coming from that context, when you attach yourself to a political figure and something happened to that person, you are killed along with your family, your pets, and what, what have you. So these 12 men, mm. one is God, and he's trying to comfort them. Our whole, we left our fishing job. I left as a tax collector. I, I work for the Roman government. And here I am now, and you telling me you're leaving me? <laughs> and, and you tell him, you know, I have attached to you now. You say, there's a father. Okay, now I believe you. And now you, you are physically leaving us. How will this be to my advantage? But, I mean, the beauty in there, man, is that he says that if I stay, the spirit will be with you. But if I'm leaving, the spirit lives in you. Mm. And that spirit, that same one that rose Jesus from the grave, Amen. is now is now offered to us yeah. so that we can do even more, even greater things, yeah. right? And uh, for me, the practical sense, um, I, Tony, this is kind of how this goes. I, I got to give one jockism like every time uh, we teach. But like you know, for me as a coach, the greatest joy I have is when I can take my hands off of the steering wheel and they just play. Hmm. You run a play. You get a shot. You call an audible. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, and so Jesus has been leading them along. It's time for him to back away. Granted, he's going to send the spirit, right? He's going to send the spirit, which is going to enable them. And we see the 180 from scared to death in the upper room towards proclaiming the gospels. Do to me what you will, right? Go ahead. Well, well for, that's an excellent analogy. And, and then another thing that I was looking at as you were talking is almost as Christians, many times we are on crutches. Mm -hmm. You know, and for three plus years, these disciples been on Jesus's crutches. Mm -hmm. Now, for right. the first time, he said, I'm going to remove those crutches from you. Uh, men, uh, we've been tested with COVID. I mean, our lives have been tested beyond. Uh, we are asking the same questions and confusions that the disciples are in now. And Jesus is saying, trust me. But then you see people dying around you. And God is saying, just trust me, just follow me. And the disciple cannot comprehend. And this mm -hmm. is where we see ourselves. The spirit, he will guide you. He will comfort you. Mm. I mean, the counselor. You're looking for a counselor? He's there. He lives within you. Uh, he's not going to be guiding you outside of yourself. When you sleep, he's there. When you get up, he's there. When you walk, he's there with you. In fact, he will do more for you than I'm doing with you now within my limited body. Amen. Yeah, I, I want to, thinking about the nature of a triune God, I didn't write this down, so let's see how this goes. <laughs> our, our God is, is triune, so yeah. three in one, we've got God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. Uh, the way that the God, the three-headed God loves us is, is kind of unique to each person. God the Father loves us by sending his son to us, to reconcile yeah. us to him. God the son reconciles us to the father and sends his spirit and the yeah. spirit within us gives us purpose that I think we can 
quickly overlook here. It is to your advantage that I go away because when I leave, I'm going to put the spirit of God in you, not just to help you decide how long you should microwave your cookies for. No, I'm, why do we have the spirit of God? Do you microwave your cookies? I don't microwave my cookies. Oh, it's a terrible, sorry. A terrible illustration. <laughs> but wait, the guidance of the spirit is to what? Yeah. To take light into dark places. Mm. You, you sent me a quote this week uh, by uh, Athanasius. He said, God became the bearer of a body so that men might be the bearer of the spirit. Mm. Amen. So, so Jesus comes and sends the spirit into us, not just so that we can know him, but that we can also have purpose. We partake in the global coming of the church. The advancing of the kingdom of God is by him saying, I'm leaving, it's for your good. And we see that in Acts chapter 4 when the scholars and the theologians do, in, in those days, they said, these men are just fishermen. They have not been mm -hmm. to a certain seminary and what have you. <laughs> how, how can this be? And then they say they recognize that they've been with Jesus. Yeah. See, and that's what the Spirit does. And that continues in Acts. I just yeah. finished reading Acts. Yeah. Filled with the Spirit, Stephen. Yeah. Yeah. Preaches and is martyred. Filled with the Spirit, Paul takes yeah. the gospel to the nations. Philip. Filled, yeah, Philip, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> filled with the Spirit. Yeah. That is the means in which they do the purpose that God has called Amen. them to. And so Amen. Jesus says, it is better that I go because I'm sending him. So, well, anything else there? Yeah. Men. What Mason just said, it means that we shouldn't sit on our hands and feel sorry for ourselves. Let's lovingly confront, engage our culture. Let's go out there because greater is he that is in here and then he that is out there. Uh, we're not just defending God's word with the way we live, but when death comes, we are willing to die. Uh, I think it's in Philippians, what, uh, 129. It has been granted unto us not to just believe in Jesus Christ, but to also suffer for him. How many people, you know, are anxious for that gift? Mm. <laughs> That's excellent. We need to keep running. Yeah. I, could, I feel like we could stay there for a long time. Um, but let's move on to verses 8 through 11, men. So if you can... Look at these, I'll, I'll read these uh, verses 8 through 11, chapter 16. Jesus just said, I will send him to you. He says, when he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I'm going to the Father where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. So we see a little bit, more practically here how the spirit is going to work in us as he's sent to us um, for us to interact with the world in the way that you just said Tony we're, we're sent to go out there with yeah. him in here yeah. uh, Burke the first one so there's these three sin righteousness and judgment um, actually I want to step back a second okay he will prove the world to be in the wrong can you explain that to ESV says it this way Tony let me find it here. He will convict the world concerning. So before we talk about the um, sin, righteousness, the judgment, how he does that, what does it mean that the spirit is proving the world wrong, convicting the world? Well, many times Christians say, oh, people don't like me, people hate me, and what have you. The spirit in you, for one solid year in the book of Acts, I think it's in Acts 11, the world watched 
the disciples. They were not fighting how to be called or called by name. But after watching them for a year, they called them Christians. Mm -hmm. Christ-like. So you, Mason, you, Chris, and I, and the men out there, we become God such light to the world. Literally. Will you say that again so I can write it down and other people can? <laughs> we become such light for the world. And so when we show up, our very life, without speaking, you see, this is what, the, uh, when you read First Peter, when you read the letters of Paul and, and the letters of other Christians, Hebrews, this is why when you show up, you are showing up in darkness with light, and you become the searcher. And when they see that light, they either accept it or persecute it. And this is why Jesus said, you will convict the world of sin. Uh, and, and people show up, Paul, when Paul became a Christian, mm -hmm. what happens? I mean, it changed the church history immediately. Mm. When uh, uh, St. Augustine became a Christian from North Africa, it changed the whole face of Christianity. And this is where we are when he says that we will convert, we become God's such light in a dark world. We become salt that permeates and burns the culture. We become light that shines into darkness. And so I think that's a... Thinking about who the Spirit is. That's yeah. really what we're, we're diving into yeah. now. Uh, verse 8 starts with the um, he, when he comes. I think, one, that helps us take this from a yeah. impersonal, supernatural yeah. force, yeah. almost like magic, yeah. to a, a being. And you're saying his role in us is to be a searchlight, to be a convictor, a uh, revelator to the world. Amen. At Acts 13. Uh, they are praying, right? Yeah. And they say, the Spirit comes, set apart for me. Uh, uh, Paul and Barnabas, you know, I'm ready for them. I'm, I'm sending them to be a searchlight. And mission starts. Mm -hmm. So briefly, <laughs> you've got a global context that, that Chris and I don't have. Um, I may be getting ahead of myself here, yeah. but what is the role of the Spirit in missions then? You just hinted at it, but yeah. what does that look like? I mean, we see all of that, Philip's, I think you, you mentioned it from the beginning. Philip is minding his own business. The spirit takes him and set him right before, you know, next to an Ethiopian unit. I mean, the gospel has literally gone from Acts 8 to Ethiopia. I mean, in one generation, it has reached the ends of the world. Last year, September, I was in this village where this Ethiopian came from. The gospel is still going on there today. Wow. Uh, I'm in Colorado, walk for a year, and from Colorado, God burns in our hearts to go to Ethiopia. We were in East Africa for five years. This mission, uh, this church, Southeast, you are meddling in God's business all around the world. <laughs> <laughs> what it is in Jamaica, what is in uh, Tanzania, what is in Ethiopia or Kenya or Egypt, what are you doing? Why would you want to do that? The spirit burns within mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. I think it was A.W. Tozer in his book, The Pursuit of God. He said, before the kingdom of God comes, yours must go. And so when the spirit comes, you don't sit, you burn and you go. In fact, it was St. Augustine who said, who said, I burned for his glory. That's it. We talked about asking questions earlier. Yeah. That, 
the question Tony just posed. Why would you want to do that? Because it's not of the world, right? That's not of the flesh. Why, why do I care about people in Tanzania? Like, yes. tough break. No, the spirit convicts, right? The spirit moves, the spirit reveals. And from that, God's people bear good fruit. Yeah. And, and Jesus goes on to say here, the spirit convicts, bears, reveals in, in a couple specific realms. The first one is sin, verse nine, <clears throat> about sin. He convicts the world of sin because people do not believe in me. Yeah. So Jesus is saying, um, the world sees sin one way. I see sin another. How, how Burke, does, does Jesus see sin? Does the world see sin? And should we, in light of that? Well, um, you know, I know we're turning down the stretch here, but God's holy. Yeah. We're sinful. Period. Period. It's like that simple. Like I, dude, we can make this stuff complicated. God's holy. We're not. There's only one bridge to that, yeah. and it's through the, the the death of Jesus, and then the, our faith in in that death and resurrection, and 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 our repentance of that sin, our acceptance of the Holy Spirit, that we can bridge that gap, and now we can be holy in in front of a holy God only because of the blood of the Lamb. You know, you pose this question: What is sin? Well. I feel like in today's world, modern, modernism, you know, American culture, it's like, well, anything you do wrong or it could be very relative. Like most people have kind of like a checks and balances. Like I did more good than bad, so I'm not sinful. The reality is like, spoiler alert, you are sinful. I am sinful. Uh, we've all fallen, you know, Romans 3.23, we, we, all man is, is sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. I love this uh, definition that, that James gives us. If anyone knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Hmm. And I think to myself, but what if you don't know the good you ought to do? And how do you know the good you ought to do? And that, men, is why our noses need to be in God's word because hmm. there, there, there are things that God has revealed to us that are so contrary to uh, modern day moralism yeah. that if you don't have your nose in God's word, you're going to miss it. Um, and so, you know, I don't get into a list of behaviors because Jesus isn't after our behavior. He's after our heart and our behavior will flow from that. But at the end of the day, it starts with a recognition that we are all sinful. We all fall short of the glory of God. And only through the blood of Jesus can we have relationship with him. But when we do enter into that relationship with us, he sends us the spirit, which convicts us of that sin. And even though we will never be sinless, we should sin less. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful relationship that we can only uh, partake in through the surrendering and the admittance and the confession of the fact that we are sinners. I think that's something, whether you're a believer in Christ or not, that we ought to have the humility to pursue is I might not even be able to perceive how truly um, sinful or bad I am. But Jesus says, here's the spirit. The, the, the first news of the good news is unfortunately bad news. It's, I need a savior. <laughs> that's right, you're a sinner. I'm a sinner. The good and news is you're a sinner. Why is that good? Well, right, here's, that's, the, here's that, the best part. The wonderful part about, like, is even the hardest part of the Christian faith, which is, I am in rebellion and betraying and abandoning the only good and supreme being in the universe who loves me. That's the first thing I need to come to reckons with. And Jesus is saying the world is, or the spirit is coming to convict the world about sin. He's coming to open their eyes to their need. And that's not all he does to your mm -hmm. point, but mm -hmm. it, he starts there. He convicts the world about sin. You have something to add? Well, Mason, 
you will get to know pretty soon. The men, some of the men watching will know. And Chris, when your little boy that you love and he loves you and look you in the eye and lie to you <laughs> and you never taught him how to do that. He won't. He's too good. <laughs> yes, he will. Yeah. Mine did it to me about three times yesterday. So. <laughs> that was just a Wednesday. Yeah. You know. and, and you were just... <laughs> That's right. That but we right. need the spirit to, to mm-hmm. open our eyes to yeah. that reality, right? That's why we should not quench the spirit. Mm. Because he, he's not just convicting the world. He also convicts us daily. Yeah. And man, we could spend more time here, but yeah. how, how yeah. often do I experience that yeah. twinge of com- conviction? Yes. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't mm-hmm. have done that. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. I should say sorry. I shouldn't yeah. have looked at that. I shouldn't have responded with that tone. And then I have two options. Yeah. Justify or say, Spirit, would you show me? What, what was wrong in that? And Jesus, would you give me your grace? Would you redeem that? Would you restore that? An excellent West African proverb says that faults are like mountains. You stand on yours to look at others. Well, that hurts my feelings. Yes. <laughs> Guilty. Uh-huh. Uh, moving along. About righteousness. The Spirit's coming to convict the world about righteousness because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer. What does this tell us about Jesus and the Spirit, Tony? Uh, Jesus, I think Paul explained it better in Romans chapter 5. I mean, uh, because of justification, now we have access to God. Mm-hmm. You know, he has removed that barrier. Uh, and, and then I think it's in Second Corinthians 5.21, he became sin. He who knew no sin became sin. They call it, John Piper called it a great exchange. He gave us his righteousness, we give him our sins. So Good deal. So homework, fellas, Romans 5, and we'll learn how the spirit convicts the world of righteousness yeah. and yeah. we see yeah. Jesus give us his and him lay on the cross and take our lack thereof. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Verse 11, and about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. So the spirit comes to, to convict the world about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. So uh, your translation might say the ruler of this world. Scripture is, is very clear. There are supernatural beings that have power on the earth. We live in a society that really either undermines that or mystifies it to a point to where it doesn't seem um, like it's an existent reality. But scripture from beginning to end says there are supernatural beings that have power here. Mm-hmm. But before you let the latest exorcist movie um, define those powers. Let's look at scripture and I'll, I'll give you a really concise example as, as one of those beings is Satan. You might call him the devil. You might have known or heard him by other names. There are a lot of names in, in scripture about him, but Satan in, in Hebrew, Hasatan mm-hmm. means the accuser. Mm-hmm. His name means the accuser. So one of his roles, yes, he tempts. We see that in James. Uh, he does other things, but one of his roles is to, to accuse and to condemn. And what Jesus is saying here about the spirit is that the ruler of this world who would like to accuse and condemn you is judged. Oh, yeah, already. The judge is judged. Mm-hmm. So, Colossians 2.15, having disarmed the powers and the authorities, mm-hmm. Jesus made a public spectacle. He put Amen. those guys to shame, Amen. Trium- triumphing over them by the cross. So Satan and his dominion of darkness and death are defeated by Christ's death and resurrection. And the spirit is being sent to us yeah. to complete that work. That, can, that is can the I, Can I just say spirit. something right there practical as we Please. interact with 
big words with uh, two men way smarter than me. But uh, no, with 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 the things of God, like think about that. What you said, Jesus defeated down the cross, right? And what did He say when He was on the cross? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So as we look at people and we might see evil and darkness or or things that we view as really contrary to the things of God, let us remember that that is the evil in them, not them, not actually that person, right? Can we, can we look at that person as an image bearer of God, as a child of God, and recognize that what's at work at them is a spirit that's, that, that will cause us to hate the sin, but love the sinner, mm-hmm. or, 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 or choose to be at odds with the, with the, uh, decision but not uh shun the the human do you know what i'm saying there like 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 the the forces are bigger than just the the person in front of you that you feel like you're at odds with anyway to me that mindset helps me to put my arms around people that i like really disagree with and go yeah that i still love you like we might not be best of pals but i can love you despite that darkness that is at war within a decision making process yeah well, Christianity is, I hate, I hate to call it religion, but Christianity is the only religion that explains men. <laughs> how is it possible? Sometimes somebody say, how, that person is so evil yeah, because they are sinful. Mm. But he looks so good because of grace. Uh, there are three questions every religion needs to answer. What's real? Uh, what is the condition of humanity? And what's the remedy? Only Christianity answers those three questions. What's real is God. Our condition, sinful, remedy, Jesus. Nothing else. Hmm. And when you, uh, and you rightly said it, both of you, is that sin, um, when I see Africa, when I see Asia, you see up to today on the continent of Africa, ritualistic killing of human beings still go on. How do you explain that? Sin. I'm going to keep us moving. Yeah. Boy, do I yeah. want to talk more about that yeah. though. Yeah. Uh, but I'm saying that can get, be real lofty. Yeah. But like, I just want to bring it down to like man to man. There's somebody in your office that you like totally disagree with and it's causing you to hate that person. Yeah. That is an evil spirit within them. Yeah. That is a lack of a, of an acceptance of grace and it's offered to them. It's our job to be the hands and feet to, to hopefully be the salt and light where they see that and maybe want a taste of it. Yeah. We got and, it. and the reason being that because of the light, because you've been solved, you get to see that person in the context of Christ. So instead of hate, that person become an opportunity for you to share the gospel with them. Amen. So I'll summarize that 8 through 11 there. It's, yeah. To your point, simple. The spirit is sent to us by Jesus. He says, I'm, I'm leaving, but I've got good news. This is to your advantage that I go because I'm going to send someone who's going to show us our sin, yeah. give us the righteousness of Christ, and destroy the power of Satan that can prevent us from knowing him. Yeah, man. It's that simple. Uh, last three verses, verses 12 through 15. Jesus says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, that's the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Two real quick 
takeaways for you, uh, for you men as you look at those verses and you can, you can go and study this more on your own is one, this is part of where we get um, our understanding for the, the inspiration of scripture. So as, as Christians, we believe that the spirit through men revealed God through written words. And, and what he's saying here, catch that in verse 12, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. John 14, if you remember, Jesus says, I am the way, the what? Truth and the life. Truth and the life. So Jesus says, I'm the truth. I'm sending you this person, this, this God, this one God with me to reveal who I am. And so through Paul, through Peter, through James, through John, we see the truth of God revealed as the spirit inspired them. Same with um, you, you, the Hebrew writer tells us that the scriptures in the Old Testament were um, written by men carried along by the Holy Spirit. So Moses, so David, so Solomon. These are people who are carried by the Spirit of God to reveal who Jesus is. That's one. Uh, second thing is, verse 15 is, is one of the verses in Scripture that I, I want us to see that all three persons of the Godhead are represented. The Father, I, being Jesus. Oh, I missed it there. He will glorify yeah, me. There we yeah. go. Yeah, he. Yeah, he, yeah. he. So I, Jesus, he, the Spirit, the Father. So we've got... Amen. A triune God that works like this. The Spirit comes to reveal Christ to us. Christ comes to reconcile us to the Father. The Father sends the Son and the Spirit that we might be adopted as his sons. So that is <laughs> our short, hopeful glance at who is the Holy Spirit that Jesus has sent to us. Um, but what I'd ask you guys as we wrap up first is um, for the person who hasn't placed his faith in Christ, Burke. What is the role of the Spirit to him? To convict. To convict. Um, and, and I think if there's one thing that gets my mind going into rabbit trails is the, the, the heartfelt prayer that, that the Holy Spirit would convict those that don't know him yet. Hmm. Uh, Tony, to the person who is a believer, who's walking with the Lord, and this is a big question, but concisely, what is the role of the Spirit to him? And First John 1, 9, uh, confess your sin daily and he will forgive you. Hmm. Uh, we are already, like I think Chris said, we are already saved, but that does not mean bad thoughts, evil thoughts don't come to mind. Christ has already redeemed that. And this is why we fall flat on our faces every day, pleading with him, cleanse me, direct me, Guide me, show me. Yeah, he's a he's a helper. Yeah, an advocate, yeah. a counselor, a friend. Yeah. Uh, Proverbs okay. eighteen twenty four. Yeah. One who has unreliable friends mm -hmm. soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. It, uh, it, and I, I just think about that that kinship with the Holy Spirit. There is one that is mm -hmm. above even our best knowledge of human relationships, and that's what God offers us through the the counselor of the Holy Spirit. Talking about Christian, First uh, John two one, do not sin. I'm glad there's no period. Even in <laughs> <laughs> but he said, if you sin, there is a lawyer standing defending you before God. And those are Christians John is writing to. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll send you guys to discussion with, with these three questions. One, when someone mentions the Holy Spirit, be honest here, fellas. What's, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Yeah. When you think of the Holy Spirit, who do you think that he is? Two, how does this passage um, change or develop your understanding of who the Holy Spirit is? And three, having better understood who the Holy Spirit is, 
What will change in your day-to-day relationship with him? Tony, will you pray us out? Father, we thank you for these men. Thank you for calling us and those who don't know you yet, Lord Jesus. May you use the Holy Spirit to convict them uh, that they are guilty before God and that they will give their hearts to him. Thank you for this time. May this lesson guide us at this tense time of our country's history. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's Bible teaching from Man Challenge at the Blankenbaker campus of Southeast Christian Church. For more information on how to get involved, reach out to us via the email address in our podcast description or find us on social media.